Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. So how do we sum up the Kansas City Chiefs after a 30-24 overtime win over the Houston Texans? Yes, the Chiefs are very good. Yes, they have an amazing quarterback and every possibility of winning the Super Bowl. But do you have any confidence in that? When you watch the Chiefs play and you see these turnovers week after week after week, and now the mounting problem of penalty after penalty after penalty, a kicker that doesn't make extra points, that doesn't win the game for you in regulation, how do you look at the Chiefs right now and think, yeah, this is it, this is the year, they're going to win another Super Bowl? I don't. I'm finding it harder and harder each week to believe in this team. But I also look around the league, and I don't know who to believe in. It wasn't easy for anybody. The Bills had to fight, scratch, and claw to beat the Dolphins. The Bengals were dreadful for a half at Tampa before turning it on. There are little nicks and cuts everywhere on every team, even the best. The Eagles have been the best team week in and week out all season long, and they struggled mightily against the Bears on Sunday. It's the NFL. We know parity is great in this league. We know it's a thing of beauty. Stan Weber will join us in a few minutes to talk about his five teams that he believes can win the Super Bowl. I think it's bigger than that. I won't be shocked by anybody that makes the Super Bowl because getting hot in January is going to be what it's all about. On this particular Sunday, Patrick Mahomes, crazy. 36 out of 41, 336 yards passing, Two touchdown passes, one touchdown run. Mm. He set him up pretty good in regulation. 51-yard field goal, no good by Harrison Butker. Did Andy Reid play it conservatively by trying to run the clock out? Yes. Would I rather see the Chiefs with five minutes to go just go try to score a touchdown? Yes, I would. That's not what Andy chose. But it's his team. He drives us crazy. He's a Hall of Fame coach, but he drives us crazy. Travis Kelsey had another big day, 10 catches, 105. Juju had 10 catches for 88. Pacheco had 15 carries for 86 yards. The Chiefs did a lot of good things in this game, but it never really felt like they did anything good. They couldn't put the opponent away. They were lackluster in so many ways, and the defense that was sack-happy a week ago only had one sack and no takeaways. That's not good enough against a team like the Texans. We know the Chiefs are not perfect. We know they're quarterback heavy. The salary is all slanted toward Patrick Mahomes, and the rest of the team is largely a collection of young guys that are trying to prove their way in the NFL. But the Chiefs do keep winning. You can't. You just don't apologize for winning in this league. It's hard, even against a one-win opponent like the Texans. This is going to be wild. Right now, the AFC playoff picture is pretty simple. Buffalo's in the driver's seat with the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, who are the two seed. Cincinnati's the three. Tennessee would win its division right now at seven and seven. Baltimore, the Chargers, and Miami round the thing out. Any of those teams, any, could beat the Chiefs. Of course, the Chiefs could beat them all. That's just where we are. It's just a wild NFL season, and the postseason is going to be even crazier as they sprint to the finish. Stan Weber will join us in just a couple of moments to break it all down for us, and we'll talk a little Missouri Tigers. Huge game against Wake Boris coming up on Friday. Most bowl games aren't that meaningful. This one 
really feels meaningful. It, it's going to define Missouri's season. Seven and six versus six and seven is a big deal for Ole Mizzou. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Kansas sort of defined their season by making a bowl game. K-State has defined its season by winning the Big 12. Missouri is yet to define its season. And a bowl win would certainly do that. Stan will talk about that and the matchup against Wake Forest. It's all brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging online at medimageks.com. Why wait for your MRI or CT scan when you can go today or tomorrow to Advanced Medical Imaging? It's in Lawrence. They're online at medimageks.com. Drive a few miles and get in three weeks earlier than with your hospital chain. All major insurance accepted. Don't forget, if you're over 40, they recommend getting the heart scan done to get your plaque score, to see where your heart is and the organs in your torso. Pretty cool stuff. See what's inside at Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com. Cross Kitchens KC, online at crosskitchenskc.com. Tim Cross and his family have a wonderful business with craftsmen that do a perfect job for you in your home. Why not create a space that you're going to love? Whether it's remodeling your kitchen or a bathroom or a man cave, crosskitchenskc.com is family-owned and operated, the owner's on every job. And that matters. Log on, see their portfolio, see all the great work they do, and schedule a free analysis and appointment with Tim to come to your house and take a look at a project that you may be interested in. CrossKitchensKC.com. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, online at AdvantageTPC.com. Call Aaron and the gang at Advantage, 913-768-8989, and you will have no pests at your home or your business. Residential and commercial, Advantage Termite and Pest Control is the only pest control company we've ever had. That's right, over 20 years, Advantage has been treating our homes and we are basically pest free. They're awesome. AdvantageTPC.com. And Dr. Jeremy and his team at Fry Orthodontics, 13 locations now in the area, including Lawrence. They just added one there. Dr. Jeremy and his team, well, they kind of make it fun. You know what is fun? Having a great smile. Yes, get that confident, beautiful smile for life at Fry Orthodontics. They're online at fryorthodontics.com. Invisalign is the same price as braces, and they make it fun for you or your teenager. Get that beautiful smile for life and have the confidence that you deserve. Fryorthodontics.com. All right, stands up. It's the football feast. The Chiefs keep winning. Not all that impressive, but they keep winning. Let's do it. The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. Well, let's say hello to Stan Weber and see if he can make hide nor hair of this. I can't figure the Chiefs out. Goodness gracious. It was not easy for any of the best teams in the NFL, but... Most of them win again. Hello, Stan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks for letting me start my week off again uh, with the uh, emphasis on what has been unbelievably delivered all year long, the football season, and especially the NFL. It has been crazy. Script writers would have this, and no one would go to their movie because they'd say, no way could this stuff happen. And it's all happened right before our eyes in real life. So uh, thanks again for uh, having me again. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody as you get ready for this week. Uh, 
Remember, Saturday, Sunday this week, Kevin, for those NFL fans, Saturday, Sunday, Chiefs kick off on Saturday. Your pre-warning for me when you're making your plans and agreeing to what you're going to do with your family. Remember, Saturday, NFL, you got to be watching. It's going to be a wild day for sure. The Chiefs will get the Seahawks. Kansas City wins 30-24 to with the Texans in overtime. Stan, Patrick Mahomes went 36-41 of for 336 yards. He had three total touchdowns in the game. And we're talking about the kicker. How is this even possible? And I know I get frustrated with Andy Reid and some of the things he does, but my goodness, leaving the game to your kicker does not seem like good business for the Chiefs. Well, Harrison Butker is uh, a good long-range kicker, and he's been solid for the Chiefs. But, boy, the misses, they don't say, oh, you missed by three feet. It's just no points at critical moments. So, yeah, I, I think you definitely have to ask questions after a missed PAT, right? Kept you from having a tie game when you can count on that. Then another end-of-game situation, missed field goal. Uh, you wonder how this is going to play out in his mind. Is Harrison Bucker going to have this lead to more problems in the future? Uh, you know, I don't know about that. That's obviously at risk. But Patrick Mahomes becomes such a story because I think if you listen to us, a big theme of mine has been about this Kansas City Chiefs team is they are leaning so much on Patrick Mahomes. It is crazy. Now, the guy delivers, right? But they, they are expecting him to make fabulous, outrageous plays after, Kevin, after showing the discipline we talk about so much. The improvement is he's throwing from the pocket in mid-time game play and just delivering the ball accurately, throwing to all different receivers, throwing basic curl routes for 12 yards, just playing basic football like if you're a backup quarterback, which you'd want. Just take what they give you and all of that. And he has to add the spectacular onto it for the Chiefs to come out on top. And we've seen that now. He and Travis Kelsey have got to play out of their minds for the Chiefs to get over the hump. That gives you questions about how good the Chiefs really are. We can dig into that. But what Patrick Mahomes is doing is becoming a more solid down-after-down quarterback and still making all the spectacular plays to win it's just amazing what he's done this year well I'm not a big salary cap guy I don't like breaking the roster down whatever but when you're paying this much to a quarterback you know the rest of the roster is not what a lot of other teams in the NFL are I think we're seeing that I feel that when I watch the Chiefs they are very reliant on Patrick Mahomes are they too much of a one-trick pony Stan we talk look for the Chiefs it's Super Bowl or bust we we know this about them it's that way every year with Patrick Mahomes, that's just where they are. Are they too much of a one-trick pony? Well, the risk is definitely there, first of all. It's scary, second of all. But we got to step back, okay? we got to take a look at the whole NFL. You said something brilliant uh, that I really want to point out to all our listeners is you had to watch the whole NFL and see what kind of struggle there were uh, across the board with the good teams and to see how hard Philadelphia had to play to win their game against the Chicago Bears, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, and Minnesota. You can go right down the line. Buffalo played a legitimate team in Miami, but they are fighting and clawing to win every single game. Cincinnati got whipped by Tampa Bay and then finally found a way because Tampa failed and turned the ball over. But you can just go down the line all over the league. The elite teams this year aren't elite, okay? So I shouldn't have used that word the first time. The best teams in the NFL, Kevin, if you put them on a 10-year spectrum, if you put these teams in an overlay, what you think a Super Bowl team should look like, 
what a championship team looks like, what a playoff team looks like. Um, when you look at those different layers over a 10-year window, none of these teams can meet them. What, would you, what you'd expect to be a Super Bowl champion. So let's remember this. We, all we have to do, Kevin, when we evaluate this, is take the 2022 Chiefs and compare it to their 2022 season competition. And that's where the answer can change. Yes, they are not as good as we thought they were six, seven weeks ago because we thought the Chiefs team was the best in the NFL, an improved defense, Patrick Mahomes using a lot of different weapons, attacking from different angles, and still having Andy Reid as your head coach. So the Chiefs were thought to be the best team along with the Buffalo Bills and an elite team. What we're finding is the Chiefs aren't an elite team, and they may not, have, they may not be able to compete with the 2019 Chiefs. But it doesn't matter. Right now, that salary cap you talked about might be the factor, Kevin, that everybody's having to pay their quarterbacks so much money and they invest in just certain players. When it's all said and done, the NFL right now, as we speak in late December, does not have high-level football being played like it normally is. It's not going to take that to win the Super Bowl. I watched the Cincinnati Bengals play, Kevin, and they were inept the whole first half. And I've not scratched them off my list today of the five teams that I think could still win the Super Bowl. I still think they're going to be dangerous. Buffalo has all kinds of problems. They're not a perfect team. The Eagles, same thing. They are so reliant on Jalen Hurts running and throwing and doing everything to make plays as well. It is the NFL 2022. So, yes, they are too reliant on Patrick Mahomes pulling the rabbit out of the hat. I think the defense is showing that it's moving back toward where we thought it would be. An inexperienced secondary, Kevin is going through learning curves, and right now the learning curve they're going through after having a good run for the first half of the season is that they now understand how hard it is to play cornerback and play in the secondary in the NFL. That you just do one little thing and grab a jersey, one little pull out of a 40-yard sprint, and they're going to call pass interference on you. Uh, that there's a lot of open grass out there, and there's some good quarterbacks and receivers. And I think they're at that point right now where they're having the realization that, you know, rookie naiveness really works well for a while. But now I think the Chiefs defense is going through learning pains. Uh, they don't have guys who can make plays like Tyron Matthew did. Remember when Chiefs played their highest level football, they didn't stuff people, Kevin. But Tyron Matthew would go make an interception and get a turnover that made no sense. He might run across the field and guard guys he's not supposed to because he reads the quarterback. Where do the Chiefs have that? Where do they have that spark, that spice? They don't. The defense is relying on Chris Jones to play well. Those few plays a defensive tackle can affect the game. He has to do his thing. They are relying on Nick Bolton to make every tackle against the running game or you can run the ball against the Chiefs. I mean, every time the ball gets stopped for no gain or a good play on third down, who makes a tackle, Kevin? One guy. But if you get him blocked, you can go right through the Chiefs. So the Chiefs defense is okay. It's not dominant. It's not great. And then Snead in the back end. Those three guys have got to make plays for the Chiefs down after down, or they can be exposed as just what they've been throughout this Super Bowl championship level run, which is just an average defense. The Chiefs are gravitating back toward that. And on the offensive end, they're doing better things in the running game, but you don't win championships running the football, Kevin. It's nice to add in. I like balance in the offense. I'm all for that, but you win throwing the football, and Patrick Mahomes has had to play in super close games against teams that they should be a lot better than because they're making mistakes, penalties, turnovers, not getting turnovers, and that's a big part of football as well. 
the Chiefs aren't nearly as good as I thought they were in week four or five. Okay, I've accepted that, but you know what? I watched the whole NFL. You cannot believe how many games I watched over this weekend, Kevin. I actually watched every play of Indianapolis <laughs> against Minnesota. How many people left that game, Kevin, and going, there's a lot going on on Saturday, and that is a blowout city. I watched every play. I'm telling you, the whole league is not playing at a super high level right now. So the Chiefs still can be in the conversation of being the best team in the NFL. They can talk still, Kevin, about having a number one seed. And there are a lot of Chiefs fans right now shaking their head and going, no way. I just watched them play Denver and almost lose, and I watched them play Houston and almost lose. This can't be true. I promise you. I was watching the other games. It's true. I'll report back to you. The Chiefs may not look great, but the other teams don't look better. Well, Stan, I, I don't know how I can watch Andy Reid coach and know, know for a fact that he's a Hall of Fame coach with a Super Bowl in his back pocket and be so frustrated with his football team because they don't do any of the little things well. They don't. They're starting to commit penalties at a crazy rate. They don't really take the ball away with their defense. They're not secure on offense. They're all. It looks like they're all trying. Everybody that catches the ball now, it's like, I got two arms on it. Like, they're trying real hard to not fumble, but they turn the ball over. And the last drive in regulation, I just wanted to pull all my hair out. He had five minutes to go in the game. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have a $500 million quarterback. Go score a touchdown and win the dang game. And he's sitting there trying to milk clock, milk clock, milk clock, and kick a field goal to win it. 51 yards, no good by Butker. The game goes to overtime. Gosh, I hope the lesson is learned, Stan. You got to play to your quarterback, not your kicker. What in the world was Andy Reid thinking on the last drive in regulation? And why can't the Chiefs do any of the little things well? Well, they don't do the little things well uh, on the fringes. They're built with a little bit of expressibility. You know, they want their players to play outside the mold. You know, Vince Lombardi can get up there and get on a chalkboard. Yep, he used to draw on a chalkboard. I said that accurately, Kevin. Um, he would go, you know, a, a seal here and a seal here and show how to run the Green Bay Packers sweep. And they would come at you with great discipline and sometimes simplicity, but just no mistakes, great fundamentals. You know, Andy Reid is in a different era with a different type of player. But his whole mentality is saying, we're leaving out a lot. I mean, if you just give me the cake, it tastes a lot better with icing. And I don't know how thick the icing needs to be, but let's let these players express themselves. And you just can't have it every way, Kevin. We live with the greatness of what Andy Reid built here with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's letting his guys do some things that creates more looseness but more creativity. It also allows the Chiefs to make plays that other teams can't make, and it's been what the Chiefs have done to separate from opponents. So you got to pick your poison when you're a coach. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to go, we're going to be all about discipline and no mistakes and try to win that way, or are you going to let your players really do some exciting things that you never drew up? You know, what, what are you going to do? Well, Andy Reid wants to have that creativity. He wants his players to play loose and confidently, and I think he subtly uh, gets after the guys. I love how he has a discipline about them that, that they – you know, Travis Kelsey has a famous podcast right now he does with his brother. And, you know, when you hear him talk, it's amazing the respect he has for Big Red. You know, here's he, he, even though Andy wants him to feel comfortable and don't worry about every little thing, 
They still have an unbelievable respect for their head coach. They're a little nervous around him. That kind of thing is good. So he's found a good niche, Kevin, when you talk about how he does things, and it just allows a looseness, right? And, okay, are you happy the Chiefs have been in four straight AFC championship games? Well, yeah. It's been unbelievable. The Chiefs are the first team to have four at home in a long, long time. And, you know, historic. But then are you unhappy because they only won one Super Bowl? Yes! You know, they should have won more Super Bowls. So it's really, really a, a little millimeter difference between where Andy Reid can take him and what you can count on, and this is what you got to live with. Now, when you're talking about the other parts of the game, analytics are becoming a bigger and bigger part of football. The Chiefs are studying analytics behind the scenes like you can't believe. Probably you're talking to Andy Reid between uh, series, you know, when we go to commercial. I'm sure they're talking about, hey, what about this? Use some clock right here. Uh, field goal will be our best opportunity. Don't let Houston get the ball back. All those kind of things. He's trying to balance that out. And you almost would rather him go back to 2018, right? When the Chiefs didn't win the Super Bowl, they lost to New England. How much fun was that seeing Patrick Mahomes just go for it? You didn't think about the defense winning. You just said, let's go for it. And, Kevin, when I hear you talk about this, it kind of reminds me that maybe that's what you're calling for. I'm not calling for it necessarily because I know there are a lot of trade-offs. But are you the old established, we're the best team in football, we won a division seven times, all that? Or are you still the wild, exciting team and say, let it fly like a box of chocolates, man. Well, you never know what you're going to get. It seems like you might be saying, let's just go for it. Don't worry about anything. Chiefs score touchdowns. Don't, don't protect the defense. Don't worry about some of those analytics. If that's what you're calling for, that's fine. But that seems to be where you're heading. A little more of the old school Chiefs when they're the new team coming on rather than the established team. Yeah. I, you know, that, that last drive in regulation just drove me crazy, Stan. I, I understand that it would be a it would be greatness if you could run five minutes off the clock, kick a field goal, end the game, and win. That's greatness. That would be incredible. That really isn't the Chiefs' game. And leaving it to a fifty-one yard field goal in regulation when you have Patrick Mahomes. I mean that that drive was a dud, but they moved the chains. They, I mean, they. What, I don't know. They probably got forty yards on the drive. Maybe. I don't understand that thinking. When you can just go, I got Patrick Mahomes. I'm the better team. Let's go score a touchdown and win this game. I just don't get it. Is he, I mean, especially, Stan, Andy Reid has won a Super Bowl. They've won a Super Bowl. Like, Bill Belichick, after he won a couple Super Bowls, became a completely different coach. He opened up offensively. He took chances. He started going for fourth downs. He started doing things no other coach did. It should be easier once you've won one. Why was he so cautious at the end of this game? Well, I'm going to take – okay, I talked about how he might have been thinking about analytics and protecting his defense and not leaving enough time for the Texans to come back and tie the game at the other end and all that. That doesn't make a ton of sense because they didn't really move the ball other than in penalties. And so are you really scared of the Texans scoring against you? You know, I, I could debate myself real quickly. But I want to point something out completely different, Kevin, to take your brain to another place and see what you think about this. The concern that the Chiefs – aren't a dominant football team right now. They may be as good as there is in the NFL, but they're not dominant on a 10-year stretch. I want you to think about this. The most disappointing thing isn't all these things about Andy Reid coaching. The most disappointing thing is Chiefs got the football first in overtime and didn't go down and score. Right. Think about that for a second. Right. Now, add that on to the last drive, Kevin. Maybe it isn't as easy as we think for Patrick Mahomes 
and the Chiefs to dictate to opponents and dominate them from an offensive standpoint. You see what I'm saying? Like the excellence, like, hey, Andy, why are you so conservative? Lay on that excellence. I point out to you in overtime, Kevin, they didn't look excellent on offense. They looked like they were struggling to get things done and end up with a kind of sack that you don't see on Patrick Mahomes hardly ever. Uh, So the Texans were playing the Chiefs head-to-head in overtime with the Chiefs having the football first and actually got the ball back. We need to spend some time talking about that, Kevin, that the Texans' defense matched up very well all game long. They're a physical defense. I think they play with a style that's different than everybody in the NFL. They don't care about 15-yard penalties. They take shots. They take shots to the head. They're laying it on the line with nothing to lose. They're a hard defense to play against. I'll give them that. Petrie is awesome, the Baylor kid out there. Number five is a killer back there, like an old-school safety. But this is how hard it is for the Chiefs. The excellence isn't there. They are somewhat struggling on offense. Look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers, and you can jump up and down and talk about how great he is. But watching the game, Kevin, those come in bits and spurts where he has to do everything. And so I just think it's interesting that we've got to look at this offense and not assume it's easy for them to run up and down the field either. You see that? I think the overtime not getting down to field goal range is maybe the explanation point of the ball game to say, oh, this wasn't Andy making bad calls. This isn't easy for the Chiefs offense, Kevin. They're having to work to move the football against Denver, against Houston, and it's going to be that way. This is Patrick Mahomes' magic that's taking them over the hump, making it seem like it's the same old Chiefs as it was two or three years ago. Kevin, I propose to you it's not. The Chiefs are struggling a little on offense, still better than almost everybody in the NFL. But again, we're talking about a diluted NFL. For instance, if you're good enough to make a championship game in the NFL, AFC or NFC, during the last 10 years, you know that's a level of football that's pretty high, Kevin, but it's not making the Super Bowl, right? And then winning the Super Bowl is another step. So two steps back from winning the Super Bowl, getting to a championship game, that level of team in the past that you knew wasn't going to make the Super Bowl, that's the level it takes to win the Super Bowl now. So we got to be careful. When I evaluate these teams, and when you're talking about them, and the fans are splitting all the hairs and you know throwing their cap down when they're watching the game and yelling at Andy, during these last couple of games, you just got to remember, look around. It's happening everywhere in the NFL. The competition is elite and crazy, but that means the bad teams aren't much different than the good teams. Well, that absolutely is for certain, and we saw that all around the league. The Bills the Bills win. They beat the Dolphins, and, and I won't say they struggled. That was a really terrific football game. Cincinnati was lifeless for a half at Tampa, but they turn it on in the second half and showed – how good they can be. Nobody's playing 60 minutes of great football. Nobody, nobody, anywhere. The Eagles, as you mentioned earlier, against the Bears, struggled much of the day, but found a way to win. The Cowboys lose one to Jacksonville, which seems like a shocker, except you know, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna get sidetracked a little bit here. There's so many great quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, terrific quarterbacks. Like the Chargers are in the playoffs right now. Herbert's terrific. We've seen him do really nice things. Trevor Lawrence is a a guy that I just gave up on, Stan. I just gave up on the guy. I'm like, I don't think he's it. I don't think it's going to work in Jacksonville. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're six and eight. But since week eight, he is the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. And nobody is paying attention. Out of nowhere, Trevor Lawrence is becoming a great quarterback in the AFC. This conference is stacked with quarterbacks. 
How much of that is a factor for the Chiefs, not just this year, but let's say over a 10-year period of time, the next 10 years, Patrick Mahomes' career? How hard is this? Because there are so many unbelievable quarterbacks in the AFC. Super hard. Super hard. And the most challenging thing for me to say, Super Bowl or bust. You mentioned that earlier, right? No problem with that. Um, But when you talk about Super Bowl or bust, the most challenging thing in my mind isn't that the Chiefs could win against anybody on Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm not talking about, oh, give me a diluted NFC. I'm not making that point right here. Let's assume that the NFC is going to have a legitimate Super Bowl opponent. I think they will, Kevin. I think they have every year. San Francisco in 19, Tampa in 20. They were legitimate Super Bowl teams. If the Eagles make it this year uh, or San Francisco, again, they're going to be legitimate teams. If you if you line up that game and we're evaluating pre-Super Bowl that the Chiefs are there, I'm going to have no problem telling you why the Chiefs don't have at least a 50% chance of winning that game. So I'm not sitting here bashing the Chiefs when I say what makes me nervous is they're going to have to win two playoff games, even if they're the number one seed, Kevin. And the teams they're going to play are going to be so hard. And if you don't get the number one seed, you got to play three games. And guess what? If it's the Miami Dolphins coming into town, uh, if it's the, if it's the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the Chargers, it is a legitimate opponent because these teams are bringing in quarterbacks that are playing at a high level, you know. And so, yeah, you see Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, and they're just an afterthought, right? I mean, they don't even make our list when we start going down the line. But, yes, when you look at the next five years and see where the Chiefs are, you've got to start bringing that comment in that you and I have talked about forever, Kevin, and you get a lot more hours on the air uh, than I do, and you've, you've led the charge well. Tell me who the quarterback is and tell me who the coach is, right, in the NFL and big-time college football. You've been saying that forever. We're really relying upon Patrick having magic that the other quarterbacks can't have, which is – really a thin line of difference, right? Because watch Herbert throw the ball, watch Josh Allen try to go win games. Jalen Hurts, these guys are not that far behind Patrick Mahomes. So for Mahomes to elite, uh, be elite over them is hard. Andy Reid becomes a giant factor. Kevin, who has a coach like Andy Reid? Most of the coaches who are in Andy Reid's category don't have teams that can play us right now. That's where we got to look for our advantage. You, you don't see... Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll. So you're going against coaches that Andy Reid's going to have the advantage over, and that's what I'm going to have to lean on. But it scares the heck out of me when you look at this AFC. Tell me who the Chiefs are going to play in at least two playoff games, and I'm going to tell you the Chiefs' chances of winning that game don't stray very far above 50%. Miami Dolphins in town? You know how scary that will be? Miami Dolphins? (laughs) Baltimore Ravens? What happens if they one time have Lamar Jackson go off. He's a dangerous player. So I definitely think this AFC stacked with quarterbacks in the way they're playing are scary as heck for 2022, and they're going to be for the next few years because well, they're young and loaded up and ready to roll. The, the AFC is so nuts. Uh, I'll say something right now. You may think I'm absolutely crazy. It would not shock me if I, you know, the first week of February, I turned my TV on and the Chargers were playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, none of this would shock me. There are so many quarterbacks and so many capable teams in the AFC. I, It's kind of sad. You know, we, we had for years, Stan, it was like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. It's like, okay, there's three really good quarterbacks in the NFL, and they're mostly in the Super Bowl every year. 
Now, I mean, this league, it, it couldn't be going better for the NFL. There's like 15 quarterbacks in this league that could win the Super Bowl. Seriously, it's not a five-team race anymore. Everybody that's in has somebody that's capable that can just flat go off on a given day. It's nuts. And, and, and you know, we could talk about the Cowboys all day long and how frustrating they are, but you clearly could see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. That's possible. There's so many teams with so many chances. The Vikings were just awful on Saturday, just awful for most of the day. And they completed the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL because they got a gunslinger at quarterback. Everybody's got one. How did this happen? Well, I, I don't know because we, you know, it's easy for an analyst to say there's not enough good quarterbacks around. Well, you don't say that right now. You know, you just watch them play, and it's incredible. I will package. You know, Jalen Hurts deserves to be in that conversation. He, if he gets an MVP vote over Patrick Mahomes, I have no problem with it because not everyone thinks like we do around here about the Chiefs. Okay. If you're just objective around the country, what Jalen Hurts has done, you know, 70-plus completion percentage, a lethal runner, makes all the big plays. When they're, when they're back to the wall, they'll throw a 50-yard dime uh, to take them out of, you know, the Bears are right there. The Bears are saying, hey, we're going to upset you, Eagles. And then he throws a 50-yard pass perfectly while he's getting hit. He's played outrageous as well. But I want to present this to you because I think this is so interesting. We talk about coach and quarterback. We'll do it all the time. Now we've, we've moved over to let's talk about quarterback, rightfully so. And how many good teams uh, have great quarterbacks? And even some of the teams like Jacksonville have a great quarterback and are coming on. How about this? There's one team that is super dangerous and in my five who could win the Super Bowl. Okay, I think five teams are competing to actually make it all the way to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. Mm. Brock Purdy is the quarterback for the 49ers right now. I think they are Super Bowl level in a lot of ways. If Debo Samuel comes back, you know, I said he is the second biggest weapon in the NFL after Tyreek Hill. I said that to you last week. He is elite, but also one of them who's in the top five is Christian McCaffrey. And they're on the same team now. So if you get the ball to him, if it's just a little flip the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage to those guys, They'll take off, and yards after catch are just incredible. Big play potential, reliable. Third down and two, fourth and four. They'll go make plays. The Niners' defense is lethal. The Niners are such a good team that if their quarterback play, Kevin, was good to great, then we would, I would put them in Super Bowl level over the last 10 years. Remember my big theme here is the best teams in the NFL – are only playing at a level that used to be good enough to get you to the championship game. Okay, that's my theme. The Niners are the one team that does everything right, except you have that question mark on the biggest thing, quarterback. The Niners are playing as the most lethal team. I said last year, when they made the run down the stretch, Super Bowl team, Kevin, I never doubted they'd beat the Dallas Cowboys in that game. Never doubted it. You just laughed and said, Stan's being conservative about the Cowboys. No, the Niners were great. And then they went to Green Bay, and they won, and they should have beat the Rams. So they've been playing at this level, and they're even doing it with Brock Purdy at quarterback. And I'm not trying to bash Brock Purdy, but this whole theme we have of Josh Herberts and, and Allen and all these great quarterbacks, how do we evaluate the Niners? That is the biggest question mark. I, without a doubt, say they're one of my five teams that can right. win in the Super Bowl. And they're scary, but isn't it weird that they – 
they're the one team that is a great team, and we don't know how the quarterback's going to play in playoff football. Well, I know how Garoppolo would play. You know, he would get them to the Super Bowl. I think the 49ers would beat the Eagles, and they're the team that's going to be in the NFC. But if Garoppolo's not back, I'm not bashing Brock Purdy. I just don't know what he's going to do in this situation. Well, I love the fact that you've named five teams and said two of them will be in the Super Bowl. I really want to bet you $1, $1, Stan. I know you don't bet. I'm going to bet you $1 that there's a team in the Super Bowl that's not in those five. There you go. I, I, that's a really well said because we weren't <laughs> talking about this. Hey, we weren't talking about the Cincinnati Bengals at this time last year. I know. Not to this level. You know, when I, when I mentioned what I thought of Joe Burrow, you took note. You listened, right? I mean, I, I was on Joe Burrow by mid-year last year. But to say they're going to go to the Super Bowl? No, we, we didn't say when they lined up against the Tennessee Titans in that first playoff game, hey, watch out, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I was saying early in the playoffs when the Niners lined up against the Cowboys, watch out, that Niners team could go to the Super Bowl. I could see it with them, but I didn't see it with Cincinnati. So why don't we have the same kind of thing right here? Because you know a team I didn't mention that could be so dangerous and go off? How about the Miami Dolphins? I mean, look at what look what they did. If you want to credit a football team going to Buffalo in the snow, in the cold, all the things everyone said that they're going to have so much trouble with, and they function at a high level, how dangerous are the Miami Dolphins? They can make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they can beat anybody on any given day. So if they can put a couple of good games together, like the Bengals did last year, and the teams that are favorite. You know, the other thing that happens, Kevin, the teams that are favorite start having that choking right. phenomenon. No doubt, you start grabbing. We saw it with Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Schottenheimer. The Chiefs were the best team in the Wait, NFL, Kevin. I, and I, you just said, they got to win. Don't lose this game. Don't lose this game. Please don't lose, lose this game. Miami doesn't think that way. Cincinnati didn't think that way last year. But guess what? The Buffalo Bills, Kevin, they are going to be so nervous because they go, this is our year. we got to make it to the Super Bowl. They are going to play so nervous that if you, you attack them and play even with them for a half, they'll start losing the game. And I'll, I'll present the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs are going to be a nervous team, Kevin. 100%. If someone's playing them in the playoffs, Bloody. it's fourth quarter, and it, you know, fill-in-the-blank team is playing them, the Chiefs are going to start stressing and helping out the opponent. Buddy, I'm going to call a shot right now. Forget the playoffs. The Bengals are going to beat the Bills. The Chiefs are going to have it on a platter to be the one seed, and they're going to lose to the Raiders. I'm just going to call it right now. They're not going to go to Vegas and win that game. They're not. They're going to lose that one. The The Raiders are the best bad team in the NFL. They really are. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know why I feel that. I, I guess it's combined with what I saw with the Chiefs yesterday and the way they've kind of been laissez-faire the last few weeks. I think it's going to be right there at their doorstep, and they're going to blow it. I just feel that about this team. And that's not to speak about the playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs? Everybody's going to be capable. There's going to be all kinds of teams that can make it to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, you know, we love the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals. They look like the elite teams in the AFC. But how great is it to be done with the Chargers at this point? Seriously, I mean, the Chargers are in. We talked about the AFC West being a disaster this year. We thought it was going to be the greatest division ever. Chargers are going to make it, Stan. They're going to make it. They're going to make the postseason. And they're dangerous. They are so dangerous. dangerous. And if you and play them. That quarterback is really good. Well, let's just, first of all, let's talk about the Chiefs real quick. Because we can put the stress on the shoulders of the Chiefs and feel uncomfortable about them being predictable and winning three games in the NFL, right? The, the last three games. I, I'm with you, Kevin. I can see the Chiefs losing 
one of those games is probably more probable than not. Okay. And then in a playoff, I could see the Chiefs stressing and, and losing a playoff game. Okay. But also, if the Chiefs aren't the number one seed and they go on the road, they're dangerous as hell. The Chiefs can really make a run to the Super Bowl. I don't care if it's home or away. I really don't. It's about the matchups, and mo- most of them scare me. I'd rather go play Tennessee in the first round on the road and be a wild card, as crazy as that seems. But, you know, it, it, the Chiefs are going to have to win some tough games to get to the Super Bowl, and they can do it. But I want to talk about the division. The Chiefs are the dominant team in the division, and they've cleared this division easily. And we were calling it in, what, week three or four or five, just saying Chiefs are going to win the division again. That's how much confidence we have in quarterback Patrick Mahomes and coach Andy Reid. Totally. But what's interesting is the other division teams, Denver has got the worst coach in the NFL. Okay, his dad was a bad coach, Paul Hackett. He tried to tear the Cowboys apart. He came to the Chiefs and tried to tear them apart. And now this is a diluted version of him, his son, who's inexperienced. They're awful. And then Russell Wilson's not playing well. But look at the Chargers and the Raiders. Look at the level they can play at, Kevin. And look how unreliable they are. The Chiefs, we say they're a little loose and don't do everything perfectly. And we were, we were pull, you know, pointing that out as a negative earlier in this conversation. What's interesting is the Chiefs are like a clean team compared to the Chargers and the Raiders. You know, it's, it's who you play against. The Chiefs kind of catch a break that the Chargers and the Raiders are dangerous, but they don't do the little things as well as Andy Reid's club does. You know, the Chiefs kind of get a free pass on that way. Why aren't the Raiders a playoff team? You know, go back and watch what they've done. They've lost four 13-point leads, and they almost did it a fifth time. Mm. Like an NFL record number of dumping games. And do you rely on those Raiders at all? No! No! And the Chargers, the Chargers, when they're they're playing their best, Kevin, aren't the Chargers every bit as good as the Buffalo Bills? Let's do a little equation here. Yes. Aren't they just as good? They are the Bills, right? I mean, they got a quarterback who has unbelievable arm strength, is cold-blooded, and will make throws, good receivers, and actually the Chargers' defense has been more reliable over the last few seasons, more reliable and better than Buffalo's. Why aren't the Chargers the Buffalo Bills? Well, it's because they don't do the little things, and their coach is not that great. No, he's not. Buffalo's coach is better than the Chargers. And, buddy, there's rumblings out there that Sean Payton wants that job, and if Sean Payton becomes the Chargers' coach, it is on in the AFC West. They they would be unbelievable. They got the talent. They match up well with the Chiefs, but they just do dumb stuff. And the Raiders do dumb stuff times four. So hey, it's fun. It's fun beating these teams. You know, uh, I've talked to some really elite coaches, and they'd always point out to me, um, we would like to be really good and clean and perfect and excellent and all those words, but we're human beings. We have different teams in different years. Sometimes it's letting the other team lose because the scoreboard is the differential. It's us having more points than them. And 2022 is all about the differential. The Chiefs might win the Super Bowl because they may have more points than their opponent in each of their playoff games, Kevin. But if they competed against the last 10 Super Bowl teams, they'd lose almost every time. Whoever wins the Super Bowl in 2022 will not be in the same league as most Super Bowl champions. Does that make sense? So it's letting the other team lose. Okay, Andy, good job. Outcoaching the Raiders and outcoaching the Broncos and Chargers oftentimes is letting them do dumber stuff than you do. It's okay. It's about the scoreboard. The Chiefs aren't a perfect team. 
the way they're they're relying on Patrick Mahomes is incredibly tough, and it's going to be a challenge every single game. These last three games, Kevin, are going to be tough because just watch the NFL. Yesterday, we had 12 games being played in the NFL, and it was highly likely that three or four of them were going to go to overtime, but unbelievably, the Patriots threw the ball to the Raiders and they ended up scoring one of the one of the truly most unbelievable plays I've ever seen in my life. Okay, when the Raiders won, when the clock ran out, you know about that play. That game should have went to overtime. We were sitting on one third of all NFL games going to overtime in one day, and that doesn't even count what we saw the day before with the great game. So the NFL is off the charts right now. But I will say, the Chiefs you can you can stand uh, at the water cooler today. Or you can get a beer with your friend if you're ready for Christmas and say the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. You won't hear me argue, but there's not much difference between them number one and number 10 in the NFL, Kevin. They're not that much better than everyone else. It is going to be a roller coaster ride. If you take the attitude that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl or I'm going to be mad, or if you're a Buffalo Bill fan, and I know that's what they think, if that's all that you have available in your mind, wow, it's going to be hard for you. But if you just sit back and enjoy it, there's no reason why on any given Sunday, all the way through the Super Bowl, when the ball's kicked off, if Patrick's out there and Andy's on the sideline, the Chiefs are just as good as any team and have at least a 50% chance of winning that game. And that's a pretty cool position to be in. All right, bowl season started. We're watching some good college football games, and I don't know what to make of bowl season anymore, Stan. I, you know, I, I used to just love the bowl games, and it was such a big deal, and We'd keep track of coaches' records. Hey, how did you do in your bowl games? It was all important. It's sort of exhibition season now. They're fun. I love football like you love football, so I watch. I enjoy the games. Missouri plays on Friday, 5.30 in the Gasparilla Bowl against Wake Forest. I don't really know what to make of this, but Missouri's in a little bit of a different situation than some teams. Like KU and K-State have kind of defined their seasons. KU getting to a bowl game, defines their season. K-State winning the Big 12 defines their season. I feel like the Missouri Tigers season is undefined at this point, and maybe this game for them matters a little more than other teams in bowl games. How do you assess the Tigers, and how would you view their season if they won this game versus losing this game? Well, I think you set it up perfectly, and the easy answer for me is uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, it really, it, you know, I know opting out um, and and motivation and all these different words. Everyone's trying to coach movements, right? You know, hey, we don't have a coordinator or our wide receiver coach left or all this kind of stuff. They tried to do everything they could to blow up the bowl season and make it irrelevant. Players, coaches, uh, just everything sequencing out the way it is has taken a lot away from what a bowl used to be. I, I get it. I feel it. It saddens me, and um, but it's a, a reality. But let's go back to Missouri. Shouldn't be a factor. Wake Forest should be ready to play. Um, Missouri has some opt-outs. But this season to me is, you said it so perfectly, Kansas' season has been defined already. I don't care if they end up 6-7, and seven, and I'm going to be fine with what Kansas is. Hey, they get a little bonus, put a cherry on top. Uh, it, I think winning bowl games are a big deal. They help momentum for the next season. So if Kansas goes and beats an Arkansas team, an SEC team, I think we can ratchet them up a few notches. Don't get me wrong. A lot to be gained, but nothing to be lost, right? They're on solid ground. This season was an absolute positive for Kansas. For K-State, I think they're playing 
with the same type of thing where if you beat Alabama, it's off the charts. But if they lose to Alabama by 20 points, it, you're not going to take away anything for what K-State did. You're stinking playing Alabama. You know, the, the gold standard, a team that's won their last seven bowl games and is in the college football playoffs seven out of nine times, won 50% of the national championships, you know, in the last six years or whatever, you're talking about an elite team. So K-State can only have good things to get or have a nice season. Nothing to be lost by going to the Sugar Bowl and playing Alabama. But Missouri, they've been all over the board. And it's so hard to kind of find convergence even in your own mind. So the first half of the season, man, Missouri was in trouble. And things weren't going well, Kevin. And you could look at four or five different aspects. Some would just want to simplify it and say the quarterback. Now some are even bringing in the coach. Other things come into play, but Missouri bounced back. And the second half of the season, Kevin, has so many positives involved in it that Missouri is right there to say, why can't this be a positive building season for the Tigers? And I agree, but it's all up in the air against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a legitimate team. Don't say, oh, it was an easy win, that they didn't play anybody any good. This is a legitimate team in Wake Forest. They're going to be playing on a neutral site. It'll be a good battle in the game. If Missouri's able to go win that game, then how can you not look at the record in the last half of the season? How can you not say they won a game in a bowl game to get over the hump? I get thumbs up. If Missouri wins this game, I think they've done a lot to build and be ready for the next season and avoided what could have been a non-bowl year and tons of questions around their program. They solidified their defensive coordinator. Their head coach got an extension. They go find a way to win this game. Good recruiting, and it's a good season for Missouri. You lose it? Kevin. Six and seven is the record. Six and seven, you lost to Wake Forest when there's at least some hints that you made sure you didn't want to play Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. That gets added on as a thought process for the whole offseason, Kevin. Holding up signs at the KU game gets talked about in the whole offseason. You lose this game and you're six and seven and you're right back where you've got a coach who has a losing record and Eli Drinkwitz, all kinds of questions. So I think this game has maybe I'm putting too much on it, Kevin, but you set it up. To me, it's completely thumbs up, thumbs down, Mizzou versus Wake Forest. How does the game end? That's what I want to see, and that's how I'm going to remember Missouri 2022. Uh, uh, that bowl game will be it's not double or nothing, nothing, triple or nothing. It, to me, Kevin, it's season or nothing. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, a lot of bowl games don't matter. They feel like exhibitions, but I think this matters for Missouri. I think it matters for their future. I think there's a lot on the line Friday. Um, I, I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to beat Wake Forest, but we'll, we'll see. You, you, know, you just don't know. Bowl season and how teams prepare and what they're thinking and motivation and all that. I just feel like Missouri should be playing this like it's really, really important, and I think they're going to play hard. So looking forward to that one. They better I, win because it's, it's a program decision, Kevin. Yeah. You know, playing all the way in Florida. Okay, how many fans are they going to have at the game? I mean, they're not going to have like a home crowd following right? Missouri fans are not going to be spending a ton of money. Just, I can't wait to go to Florida and watch the Tigers play Wake Forest. Okay? Trying to sell us that, Kevin, is a joke. Memphis, Missouri fans would have been there in big-time numbers. Forget KU. It could be Iowa State. It, Missouri fans would have gone to the Liberty Bowl, and, and that's when you go to a bowl. After Christmas, big-time teams play bowls after Christmas, Kevin. And you do it in Memphis, drivable from Missouri, you'd have a great crowd riled up and ready to play an SEC team. But they either got assigned by the SEC or chose, don't want all that. We'd rather go to Florida where the weather's nice, 
and play an ACC team like Wake Forest. They basically have their whole program at risk right now. The whole group made a decision to play a neutral side game in, in front of a few Missouri fans to put, put the season on the line. So I just think it's – I'm making a big, big deal about this. But to me, it is all those things. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. I, I, I think it's a big deal for Missouri's program and the future and Eli Drinkwitz and the whole thing. So we're looking forward to that one on Friday. Stan, you're awesome, man. This was a lot of fun. It's going to be a crazy final few weeks of the season. We look forward to chatting with you every week. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, Kevin, thank you so much, and uh, Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. Thanks for listening to the Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Uh, and, Kevin, I want to say it is awesome to be associated and love the Kansas City Chiefs, which most yeah, – we may have listeners that don't like the Chiefs, Kevin. You have to tell me the demographics of our group. We act like we're talking in Kansas City. We may be talking to people on the coast. I don't know. But let's assume most fans are Chiefs fans. Congratulations. Your team is legitimately there to win the Super Bowl. But if you want to be critical about every little thing that you want to talk about this week, go for it. Those things are out there. The Chiefs have plenty of holes, plenty of question marks. But remember, it's how you compare to the other teams. That's the message of the day, Kevin. We may be the best in the NFL, but we're sure not that good. Well said. Thank you, buddy. Merry Christmas. Take care, buddy. All right. There is Stan Weber. He's just simply the best in the business. We always appreciate having Stan on. He's brought to you by 360 Document Solutions online at 360documentsolutions.com. If your business is anywhere in the western half of Missouri or anywhere in the state of Kansas, Mark and his team at 360 Document Solutions would love to work with you and help you become a little more efficient, more productive, and more profitable. Whether it's IT solutions, mail systems, copiers, printers, 360 Document Solutions can help you become a better company. Give them a call at 913-745-5344. Online at 360documentsolutions.com. Amazing Garage Floors. John and Heather are my peeps. Ah, These are such good people, and they do such a great job making your garage something you're really proud of. Why don't you call Amazing Garage Floors right now, schedule an appointment for early next year, and get the garage floor you've always dreamed of. 913-901-7139, amazinggaragefloors.net. And of course, it is not too late. It is Christmas week. You can order a Finch pocket knife right now for someone on your Christmas wish list. They're going to love this product. The new series of knives is called Reciprocity. Love these. Look at them online, finchknifeco.com, or visit Shields in Overland Park. They're in the sporting goods area there in the display case, and you can see these beautiful, wonderful, functional, but also gorgeous pocket knives. Finchknifeco.com. Keep life from getting dull. Always fun to talk a little football with Stan. It is on. Everything's possible still for the Chiefs. It doesn't feel great right now. I know I'm a bummer. I think the Chiefs are going to beat Seattle. I think they're going to beat Denver. And I think they're going to lose to the Raiders and not be the one seed. I think it's going to be sitting right there for them on that last game. And the Raiders are going to be the thorn in the side. I just, Andy's got to shore this up, man. The Chiefs need to do the little things. And they don't. They're starting to commit way too many penalties. They turn the ball over at a stupid rate. Every game, there's one or two turnovers. They don't really take the ball away from their opponent. It's got to change. 
Chiefs have a lot to shore up, but they can, and they're still winning games, and they're really good because of Patrick Mahomes, who was a freak show again on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the football feast right here at KKHI. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!